0: Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic
1: and not so classic games of the 8 and 16 bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super Mario Bros. for the NES Part 2
0: all right friends welcome back part two of our coverage of super mario brothers again hopefully had a great time with the last episode uh this week we got just a few things to cover and we'll get right back in that level by level but first let's talk about our personal histories with this game So, Nick, what was your personal history with Super Mario Brothers? What is the first time you remember seeing this game?
1: Well, I do recall a friend of mine... I'm guessing I was like five or something. It was the first time I saw Nintendo. He got one. And this is when I lived in a, a different city. And it, was, it wasn't it was for long before I had moved away. So I, so I it, just. It, it couldn't have been when you
0: were five, though. It had to have been when you were like six or seven. How
1: I know um, there's a lot of dates here.
0: Because uh, I've gone through a lot of math. So you keep going. And I'll talk about my story in a second.
1: No, I've, I myself have tried to piece this together as well. But I, I just remember playing it at a friend's house on a black and white TV before I had it. Right, so you never encountered the um, arcade, the versus version. I did after that somewhere. I, I remember playing it at a. Showbiz Pizza, I believe, and being really like I'm, you know, astounded by it. So I, I really wanted more. Not before though. I don't think so because I don't know. I wouldn't have been to one by the that time of my life where I don't know. It's hard, hard to explain. I mean, I was going to one local arcade, but I also
0: didn't see it in that versus cabinet. It was not there for me. Gotcha. So yeah, I don't think I ever saw the versus cabinet in arcades either before I played the game, and I didn't play the game or see it until I owned it.
1: Oh sure, yeah.
0: My parents divorced uh, the summer before my my birthday. My birthday is September ninth, so I don't know if we've ever discussed that. And I've doxed myself. Oh, feel free to send me all the presents you want next year, folks. (laughs) And that week, September ninth, nineteen eighty six, was a Tuesday. Okay, so my party would have been the next weekend on a Saturday or Sunday. Mm -hmm. It was a small party with just mainly like my family and the local kids. You know. wasn't like a big birthday party nothing crazy
1: sure yeah
0: i've told the story a million times but i distinctly remember opening the box and i did not get the uh action set Mm -hmm. i got the set that was just the nes two controllers in mario brothers right on no gun no duck hunt no rob no rob even which i was really jealous of i loved robots but me too well (laughs) luckily i didn't get it because i realized (laughs) after i played with it i lucked out and i can remember looking at it and I must have had like a puzzled or quizzical look on my face. Because when I looked up, my dad goes, oh, it's a video game system. And like, that's when all of the pieces like came together. <laughs> I was like, Nintendo. Oh, yeah, they make this and that. And that's Mario. Mario's from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the lights, like The lights going on. It, it all started like <laughs> puzzle blocks falling in place. And I was just like, oh, oh, my God, what is this? And my dad's like, yeah, it's brand new. And what's confused me for years is the fact that that weekend would have only been, what, the 13th or 14th would have been the day I was given my Nintendo. So my dad had to have purchased it a day or two before that. Mm -hmm. And he purchased it on a whim. He had talked to a friend of his and he didn't know what to get me. He obviously wanted to make a big impression. All children of divorce know that the birthday (laughs) and Christmas after the divorce is the best one you'll ever have.
1: Right, right.
0: Everyone goes all out. And his friend was like, oh, you guys like video games? There's this new video game thing. Nintendo, you should find it. And my dad did. I'm pretty sure he bought it at Hills. Okay. And I got my Nintendo that weekend. Now, according to Nintendo, the Nintendo Entertainment System was not released till September 27th. Mm. That's multiple weeks later. Yeah. At least two. So I was always confused about this, but I I just have to chalk it up to the fact that that's the date Nintendo picked. right. They started being shipped out long before that.
1: Yeah, and then... And who knows, that might have been the day they've chosen in retrospect just to have one, you know?
0: Yeah. And it was the only game I owned. I got this Nintendo. I got it. It, After a few weeks, my dad and I went to Hills and I bought Duck Hunt and the gun separately. Oh, well, he did. I didn't pay for any.
1: Right, right. But
0: but at the time, I mean, like, what else was I going to get? Right, right. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of really awesome games in that very first wave. No, just a lot of black box stuff of, you know, not bad, but no. So I mean, Duck Hunt is actually a pretty good game when you first get your Nintendo. You yeah. can not play it two players, so it wasn't bad. So I had an, the Mario as like the cornerstone of that system for me for a long time, mm-hmm. and because of that, I played it endlessly. Oh, sure, yeah. Now, when you got your Nintendo,
1: you got the? Did you get the Action Set? I did. It was it was later. I didn't get it until it would have been nineteen eighty eight. Okay which I have confirmed through release dates of games, you know, where I was kind of going back through. But uh, I also have a September birthday. Mine is later, though, on the 28th. So at some point shortly thereafter, I still remember getting it. Uh, it was a birthday party with just family pretty much. And I still remember getting the, the box out of my the trunk of my grandfather's car and being like, whoa, what is this? You know, this big, big and heavy yeah where it was like and you know as a kid my first thought would have been to like oh this is a sweet uh place at castle grayskull type thing but i was like there's no way i would have got one of those from my grandparents so i kind of figured (laughs) they're just you know my grandfather was more inclined to give educational type gifts and my grandmother was more of the religious type gifts so Mm -hmm. either way uh, i I can in retrospect you can kind of see like okay i'm sure he was going for a look you could you know, video games, computer programming kind of thing, but it didn't hit me that way. <laughs> so I had assumed it would be some sort of like chemistry set or something like that. But no, uh, I, I remember I knew I knew exactly what it was when it opened. It was something I had lusted after already for at least one year. So it was just like my jaw dropped. It hit the floor. It was something I, I wouldn't have asked for. Just did not even of- think you could get it. No, it's, you know, it it was just one of those starting to get a handle on how money works and just knowing, like, oh, it's just way too expensive. Yeah, the
0: kids in our socioeconomic (laughs) class, we knew better than to ask for those kinds of uh, presents. You don't get disappointed if you
1: don't ask. Right. right. Well, I mean, I I asked for Fortress Maximus and all kinds of ridiculous things as a kid that even though I knew, I was like, well, I'll just take the chance. But for some reason, an NES was out of the question, even for me. And. Mm So opening it was just like, wow, it was like getting all your Christmases all at once or whatever. And I mean, I, I knew I was the first person that I knew, except for a friend in another town where I was like, I had the first Nintendo. It was like one of the, you know, there was a rare month between mine and my best friend's birthday where it was like my house was the cool place to come hang out on weekends. Yeah. <laughs> Quickly that changed after he got his. But
0: <laughs> uh, You know, I had the same thing because I was the first kid in my school to have a Nintendo oh sure yeah if that's and, yeah i mean it was funny because every other night some random much more popular child than i would show up at my house and i was oh, like sure. oh hey robbie yeah. why are you here and they am like oh do you want to play i'm like um i mean i guess i don't
2: really know you but
0: <laughs> uh he's like uh do you want to play nintendo and i was like oh that's why you're here you're like all right yeah and uh the joke was on them because they only got to play when i wasn't well and that's true they never played before Their their game lasted a good 30 seconds, and then mine went on for another five minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, in the the Super Mario
0: Brothers two-player system. And I knew my place in the hierarchy of kids at school. I knew I was never going to get any higher, and that uh, (laughs) this Nintendo was not going to be the status-changing moment of my life, so... I wasn't trying to win any of them over.
1: Right, right. It's just like, well, I'll enjoy this time in the sun, I guess. But
0: yeah. So then you too. Uh, was that that was the only game you had when you got your Nintendo?
1: Well, I, I did have the action set, so I had Duck Hunt. Um,
0: Duck Hunt. So I'm guessing you also put in a lot of hours into Mario right away
1: yeah yeah absolutely and and you know it's one of those games that you know i played very thoroughly for two months and then i i didn't go back that much after you know i started getting other games so it's oh same and then once mario 2 came out i yeah i mean i the first game i got post mario bros slash duck hunt was legend of zelda so you know that same here quickly and then (laughs) that took up a bigger chunk of my life for a long time that was more of my go-to like well just throw on zelda or yeah, especially because I was like,
0: oh, I still don't know what I'm doing for like a year or two into playing <laughs> it. And then I would slowly figure out a little bit more. But the amount I played that original Mario was just, I mean, any moment I was allowed to, I would i would play it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it was a, a, a precious commodity at that point, because we had just gotten the Nintendo, but we were still a one television household. So I wasn't able to just play it as often, you know, afternoons, kind of, but. Same. Nighttime was That's when mom watches TV and
0: we're not we're not turning off Dynasty Crest or Dallas (laughs) for Mario.
1: You mean Falcon Crest, isn't it? Oh,
0: fine. Yeah. No, I'm conflating. There's Dynasty, (laughs) Falcon Crest and the other one I said. Dallas. Dallas. right?
1: Yeah. The trifecta. Yeah. Perhaps we're watching Scarecrow and Mrs. King or Cagney and Lacey. There was, uh, well, for for my mom, it was like whenever Little House on the Prairie came on. Oh, oh yeah. So it was like, all right, well, we're watching. I got to turn it off by then. So there was a tight little fit there where you had a couple hours after school. But it's like, that's also when the cartoons are on. So it was a tough choice.
0: Indeed. Um, so I think along with you, you know, once I had that initial burst and love of this game, it really fell by the wayside. I never owned uh, All-Star Collection. Oh, right. Yeah, me either. And so I would just go back to it every once in a while as kind of like a oh Yeah, I remember it's a little different. I want to play that first couple levels again, right? Yeah, yeah. I really never went back to replay it through most of my uh childhood or adulthood.
1: Now, I can honestly say that the I've really only played through this game since I guess probably '88, '89 twice, and both of them have been for this podcast. So,
0: yes, it truly is a uh, long gap in playtime,
1: yeah, but I think that makes it more potent its nostalgia is very like fresh in a way when i play it, where i'm like oh man like it really it takes me back more because it hasn't been muddled through years of other memories kind of true i mean it is directly to sitting on
0: carpet leaning yeah, up yeah. against the couch <laughs> well nick then what was your more recent experience with this game
1: um i beat this game uh again. i didn't yeah again uh i kind of cheated by using the continue code but i played it on the nes mini
0: oh okay um, I played it on the Switch.
1: Oh, sure. Okay.
0: That was just the easiest way for me to do it. It was already hooked up to my TV and ready to rock and roll. Hell yeah. And um, I've also been playing Mario Wonder. Oh, sure. Yeah. I've got it. I'm, oh, man. I'm, I've almost beaten every level. I'm still trying to brute force my way through the the final special
1: level. Oh, okay. Hey.
0: Which, you know, I, I just want to take this opportunity to say I'm really disappointed that uh, the special levels in this game are not uh, 2020 slang
1: oh sure That is update like, for the like yeah, tubular, like, like,
0: tubular modacious or all that like i would right. like these right. ones to be like slay mid riz riz
1: skivety toilet
0: <laughs> but uh alas they're not they're not named as such um
1: it was truly
0: really interesting going from that i I beat that game and then i literally went straight to playing super mario brothers right and we talked about the fact that the core three guys the director the programmer not the programmer the directors uh producer and musician all contributed to mario wonder Mm -hmm. they've been with the company that long oh yeah yeah and it's kind of amazing that you can actually feel it like playing so many hard levels in wonder actually i think made this easier even though i don't have like a wall jump or a couple of the other niceties of the modern mario world mm-hmm. that run and that running jump is practically the same really i mean it's a little different but i mean not enough to make a big difference once i got through a couple levels i was hooked burning in. through i mean i was playing this game at full tilt right on and it felt good i was like man i'm a little kid me be super <laughs> proud of this i'm like oh, i'm just tearing <laughs> So I also beat it. Um, I did rewind like uh, just a couple times with some real cheap pit depths, and then uh, I think one of the ones like in level the very fit last level.
1: Sure. Well, I I didn't do any uh like I did save state between sessions, but they were always between worlds, kind of. Right. Because I would I would always I just continued off that same initial game. So same. And I really wasn't trying to beat it because you know, in our previous review, I was, I was real, you know, we just started our, our new podcast and I was like, I got to beat this game in a week. And I, I really had a rough time of it towards the end with trying to just brute my way through level eight or world eight. And I felt like that colored my enthusiasm for it in the review section in certain ways. So, mm. uh, you know, this time I was like, I'm just going to, you know, I'll get as far as I can, but I know I can at least get to world eight and whatever. I'm not trying to prove anything. And so I would just take a crack at it every kind of every once or twice a day once I had you know got that far and you know it was just like eventually once you get that first run through of the final you know where you're like oh right I I know what I'm supposed to do but I screw up on one part it's not always the same part but eventually I'll get all the all the notes right in this symphony or whatever and then I'll just beat it and I did so it was a a pleasant surprise.
0: Yeah I was very surprised at how quickly i made it through the game and the last level like i remembered a lot of it from the last time we we went through which is also amazing sure. and uh sure. <laughs> at this point in our lives you know
1: and um I'm happy to remember anything yeah
0: and uh i was just you know there there was a couple hard parts but in retrospect it doesn't really ask you to do that much precision it's just a couple jumps and a couple areas where they throw a lot of things at you
1: yeah and I mean, if you
0: go slow and keep your head, those
1: parts are pretty easy. That's the key is that it's it's that that great trick of the of this game and many other games where it's like, wow, it feels really fun to run full speed and just blast through a level. And it's like, if you just stop, <laughs> you'll be all right. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, so, again, I felt real good beating this. And, and I think, you know, grinding my uh, teeth on the hardest levels of Mario Wonder really uh, oh, made, sure. made this yeah. game seem a lot easier. Sure, yeah. All right, folks, this is it, the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to say that I think the gaming world took all the right notes, or at least tried to after this game came out and realized that this is the template for the side-scrolling adventure game
1: sure man and it was not a popular genre before i mean not that it didn't exist but when you look at especially in the console front of things where in a post super mario pitfall
0: was like i think the biggest one before
1: pitfall i guess hero kind of on atari uh Mm, yeah yeah but you know after super mario brothers you know again especially on the console it just kind of became the default (laughs) like game type like it it ballooned out and and took over a lot of the market space for software and really you know up through you know i i think maybe you could arguably say in the 90s that beat-em-ups kind of rose to challenge it like on the super nintendo but there are still a lot of like especially anthropomorphic at that time character uh platformers so it's uh it's a really fun game and this really shows off like a lot of the best stuff that platformers could do or how it could how much fun they could make you have
0: yeah it's the age-old problem nintendo would have and they had did it for years where they release a game the pack-in with the system that <laughs> really sets the bar too high for all of the third-party developers
1: uh, yeah yeah it's it's rough man <laughs> like...
0: because even though mario one is not as good as mario two or three I'll fight you about it. (laughs) Um, It does so many things just right and better than you know. I'd say uh, eighty percent of the games on the Nintendo, like jumping.
1: Well, we kind of mentioned this earlier on in our or in our last episode, where you would play mini games for years after this. You know, like I was playing this game in '88, which is two years after you know, like you were playing. You know, and it was still like you would play a game and be like, "Well, how can this suck so bad?" They've they had this hammered out years ago you know in your child
0: brain you're like they've already figured this out why why can't they just take this and make it with something else
1: yeah yeah obviously
0: nintendo just gives the code to everyone
1: yeah they're they're famously not litigious about
0: not at all (laughs) and i mean it's not just that jump i mean the fire flower you know that fun ranged weapon the fact you have a lot of different enemies oh yeah color palette i mean these were all things that when a game didn't have these things, you felt the the loss because it was in this game, the first one you had.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, I've mentioned it before and I'll say it again. I loved exploring games and this game had secrets, hidden things, you know, different little slightly different paths when you include the pipes and stuff in, in some levels that and, and it really like even if you couldn't beat the level or whatever, sometimes you could find a, a new thing that made you feel successful or like you accomplished something, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's like it's hard to to th- to underestimate how exciting secret things are to a kid.
1: Yeah, I, or to an adult, I still love, I still fall for some of the same tricks that they fooled me with. You know, where it's like you just can't resist hitting that coin bank until you know. I had to stop and be like, look, you know, there aren't enough coins in this level to get a one up like you're in, in world eight, like uh, I oh, yeah. think eight one or whatever. It's real short or time wise. So it's like they're just tricking you. And it, 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 I still a single tear comes out of my eye every time I have to go by a known secret that I can't take.
0: Yeah. Um, and just like that whole world of like playground sharing because this was also pre nintendo power for me yeah and it would have been for you for a bit as well then
1: yes i i didn't get my subscription i think that was the following christmas i believe in 88 i want to was- say yeah because I got Man. the third I, I was given a copy, but even the first issue was Super Mario Brothers 2 so other than say the continue code which was already kind of everywhere mm-hmm. and certain you know very popular secrets like the one-up tricks, all the stuff we talked about it but it wasn't really in Nintendo Power you'd see a few things pop up in like classified corner or classified right. information or counselors corner but not didn't get a big feature like a lot of other games
0: and so this game also was my first foray into that that lunchroom, a schoolyard kind of like world of oh you got this game did you know about this mm-hmm, you know man. uh if you beat it this way the princess takes off all of her clothes <laughs> now that wasn't true but yeah. you know things like the 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 trick with the uh fireworks or yeah you know yeah. you're like what and because it happens sometimes you're like oh i just thought i was random and it's like no no you can control it kind of or, like or you the know
1: small and fiery trick yeah
0: or i mean even just like oh did you know there's like i mean the warps it took i you know we didn't know that those warp pipes existed
1: i see i right knew away. that before i played i remember the playing it in that arcade with a friend who was like no look you can jump up there and i did and i was like whoa what and it was like so of course i went to world four and died right away but it it was like that blew my mind so i I knew i was like there's more than meets the eye with super mario bros and so this game you know it's
0: occupied a spot in our like consciousness for so long it's hard to talk about some of the smaller portions of it but when you go back and you look at like the graphics these sprites are really good
1: i think so and the you know the backgrounds are pretty simplistic but they acquire this extra like all the bricks and the underground levels you're like that could be something behind there i'm gonna have to smash them or you know mm-hmm. like there's well, a knowing kind of that
0: you have like terrain that can be destroyed also kind of new yes yeah i mean every other game i played like you're not you're not breaking donkey kong's level <laughs> right you know but, uh, you know the enemies everything it's like they're just very uh distinct and cartoony yeah and
1: in a in a, in a- consistent way like there's definitely yeah. the mario enemies look like mario enemies
0: and that's the thing i think that nintendo's done so well through the years is maintain that kind of when they create a new enemy for a mario game most of the time it feels like it's from that mario universe yeah yeah and you know not just because it has like eyes on it but because it just they, they <laughs> understand like the the stylistic decisions made for that world and you see that in like the spinies and the lakitu and um, you know, and mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the Koopas will change over the years, but here the way they look, they they look the way they do because, you know, they were still figuring out how to get sprites with that level of fidelity amongst, you know, two blocks or whatever.
1: Yeah, because, you know, and that, that's a sprite that is pretty significantly upgraded from the original Mario Brothers.
0: Right. And then we got to talk about the music. It's, all, it's awful. No one likes it.
1: <laughs> no way, man. This is the one a, sticking point. Loaded earworm game here for certain, where it's like, not only is it great music that one of the rare things you know for a game that only really has like five songs it's like you don't get sick of them and they're all amazing amazing so catchy
0: these are songs that like i think i could you know grab almost any member of our audience and be like hum (laughs) me the underground music sure yeah you know instantly you're like yeah it doesn't take like you yeah (laughs) you know it you're like it's it's like that instant and
1: it won't go away because you don't want it to
0: no, I mean, and they're also good, but the, the the main theme, Mario theme, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so good that that has stayed with the, the series the entire time.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, they always bring them back, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. And I mean, that music is so ubiquitous that like, even our parents could recognize it.
1: That's true. Yeah, yeah.
0: And my parents were not gamers. So, you know, it was just a thing that like annoyed them or they had to tell yeah. me to stop <laughs> doing. Yeah. But I think that's, you know... Koji Kondo was just such an interesting and good musician that he really figured out how to make these compositions so um out of so little that are just so lasting. It's
1: just uh, truly amazing. I agree and that's a you know a type of music that I really like is a nice simplified trimmed down, I don't know. And much like we talked about with Super Mario Brothers in general, you know, setting the bar very high, <laughs> you know, musically it did the same thing where, you know, it's like, what are they going to do? Replace that theme with what? You know, like that's a, a ballsy move. You know,
0: well, I mean, it is, but oddly enough, they figure out how to like every time.
1: No, I, I, well, I, that's true. Two, three,
0: yeah, world. Yeah. Those all have equally great songs in them, which is really just insane.
1: Absolutely, it's it's awesome.
0: And I think that we just need to talk about the fact that together this come this all comes together in a package of of just it's insane how good this pack in game was for the the system that was going to like repopulate the america america with video games
1: yeah it's i mean it was a brilliant move because not a lot of games could have been you couldn't have chosen a better tip of the spear, to, you know
0: yeah and it's hard to say if nintendo would have made the inroads they did without it being the pack-in i mean if kung fu yeah. and uh hogan's alley were your two pack-ins
1: right <laughs> not bad games but
0: not bad games But I don't think they would have had like that addictive staying power that you get from Mario.
1: Absolutely not.
0: And, you know, another thing I want to talk about real quick is just the fact that, you know, we kind of forget
1: about it. But this game was gigantic. Yeah, everyone had it and played it.
0: Well, I mean, it was a huge game to play. Like there was so many levels.
1: oh. Oh Yes, that's another, you know, there's a lot of content in there.
0: I mean, coming from the arcades, you're looking at what? A full arcade run if you've got all the quarters you want, 15 minutes at the time
1: i get, yeah, well also maybe 20
0: or if, if you're lucky that it's multiple screens
1: yes there are there were a lot of four or five screen you know much like donkey kong had established a kind of template before they yeah, had donkey Nintendo kong broken. jr <laughs> yeah.
0: donkey kong Three. i mean you know those were donkey kong three still all one 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 screen games
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: i mean the first side scrolling game i can remember in the arcade was rolling thunder and that blew my mind oh well, sure yeah but otherwise what do you have spy hunter you have some racing games where you're just going forward yeah and then you so get,
1: it's kind of multi-screen
0: yeah and then you get mario and you're like wait there's eight worlds and every world has multiple levels like i just that it was just a huge expansion to what a game could be
1: yeah well compared to pitfall which was its closest kind of analogy at least that i had played before where yeah you can kind of explore and you're searching for this golden monkey or whatever but you can jump the jump is not like this there's no like secret hidden things there's barely enemies or more obstacles than enemies and i, mm-hmm. I it just uh, i don't know it just did so many things so much better than i had ever seen before that it, it really head and shoulder stands above the crowd
0: yeah and it was just this bellwether where you saw this game you played this game you owned it and you knew if you were like us that this was it. This is what you wanted to do with the rest of your life. Just yeah, play yeah. these games. You thought, Better well, or say. <laughs> this is the most fun I've ever had. This is all I'm going to think about. I'll be drawing characters from this and every other property I can get my hands on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And anything I like that's not a video game, I hope they turn it into a video game.
1: Right, right. You know, it's like, in many ways, replaced. Not that I quit feeling this way, but for a long time, it would be like, wow, I wish they would make a He-Man movie. Or a mm-hmm. Transformers, or you know, and, and they would kind of, but you know, th- this really replaced movies as the ultimate, the peak form of like, wow, I'd rather have a He-Man video game or,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or Transformers. I, I, they never really made their way stateside that I could get my hands on, but it was like the true expression I felt like of of a the promise of a premise. I don't know.
0: Yeah, because this was where you could actually be the thing.
1: Yes, yes. Outside
0: of playing with your figures, you are the guy. You are Mario.
1: Yeah. It's like action figures meets movies. That is a great way of putting it. <laughs> One thing that this game does that I really like that not a lot of games did afterwards, or at least not to the same extent, is that the enemies will bounce off each other.
0: Oh, yeah. I, you know,
1: it gives them this real quality that you're, it makes the world seem more real, you know? Yeah. Like,
0: now, that is carried over from Mario Brothers.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, it is hard to state that, like, you know... Almost every other game at the time, they were all invincible to each other, you know, that kind yeah, of or
1: thing. just pass through that makes it right. feel like, well, this is just an image moving, but it's like, no, that's a real thing. They they can't walk through each other.
0: Yeah. And the fact that you could kill one enemy with another enemy was like <laughs> insane.
1: Yeah, I would you know I, there's similar stuff in kind of Mario Super Mario Brothers 2 USA as well as you know many years later well maybe not that many but River City Ransom had a very similar feel where it was like wow you can pick up objects or you know the enemies interact with themselves like you interact with them like there's a universality there that m- makes it feel like well no this is a world with rules that you and them follow and I like it
0: Alright folks, here we are once again in our level-by-level level portion of the show. We will continue off where we left
1: from last time, starting with World 2-1. That's right, 2-1 is a kind of a pretty standard overworld level, so to speak. It looks very similar at the beginning to World 1-1. That's right, and... You know, we're seeing some familiar faces here: Koopa Troopas, well, the green ones, and a lot of Goombas, Piranha Plants. This level does feature a vine up to Coin Heaven, which now is it called Coin Heaven, or is that something you'd call it? No, I uh, I don't even know where I picked that up because I don't recall using that as in my youth. <laughs> you know, I, I think <laughs> okay. we was, we always just kind of said it was the you know the clouds or whatever, but. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can pick up. I like do like
0: calling it Coin Heaven, though. 20, 30 coins up there. Yeah, and again, you know, you take a lot of this for granted, but something like having a vine take you to like a secret area was just unbelievable back in the day. Just another secret to uncover and look for. But most of this level is pretty standard fare. You know, you're just dealing with Koopas. Uh, I think the big introduction in this level is might be the very first appearance
1: of that spring block. I think you're right. Yeah. At the at the very end, instead of our standard stairway of of blocks before the flagpole, you kind of have it's a large wall that you have to use a spring to leap atop.
0: Yeah. And uh, I I bragged about how easy this was for me, uh, I think, in earlier in the episode or last episode. But um, <laughs> I will say this was the part that gave me the most trouble of the whole game.
1: It's a weird kind of timing that, you know. Many other games will use similar spring type devices, but this one seems to have its own unique timing that uh, didn't or, or altered as it went on, you know?
0: Yeah, this is not the timing they stuck with for jumping off of things or the spring blocks in the future. Yeah. yeah. And it is it is fairly awkward here. I think this is like the one bad part of the, the control schemes.
1: Yeah. And I mean, luckily, there, there aren't that many of these in
0: this game. So No. And you know, it it just takes getting used to the timing of it. It just it always feels like you need to jump earlier than I think
1: you do. Yeah, there's something I don't know. I I didn't die a lot on them, but I was nervous every time I encountered one of these. So Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm.
0: and a a lot of the ones where I could redo it, I totally did. Like I would be like, Okay, bounce, 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 okay, good jump. Yeah. Yeah. But once you uh, do make that jump, you are into the castle and on to the very next level.
1: That's right, and I believe this is our very first underwater level.
0: Indeed, and this water level is great. It's a a fun little distraction from all the land stuff, and it gives you a whole new control scheme in a way. It's as we mentioned, very joust or balloon fight esque.
1: Yeah, you're you're swimming through lots of cheap cheeps and bloopers, and uh... cheap cheeps being the fish, bloopers being the squids. Squids, yeah. I could, I can
0: remember what squids looked like and how they moved, but not their name, sadly. Yes. Uh, and e-
1: <laughs> and you have the two versions of the cheap Cheeps. You've got the fast and the slow. Yeah. And, and here is uh, our first encounters with what I think are, are some of the tougher parts of the underwater levels, which are these like undercurrents that will suck you down if you get too close to the, you know, most of the screen has a, a floor, so to speak, that mm-hmm. you, you can even walk on if you need to. But... Sometimes you'll be swimming over quote-unquote pits. There'll be some coins down there, and they'll try to lure you. If you get too close, you can get sucked down unless you're a very fast swimmer. I always love the swimming levels,
0: though. They're always a fun. I I just love that control scheme. I love them if I have a fire flower. Otherwise, it's That's sometimes. always very nice. <laughs> uh, at the end, you pop out of a pipe, climb your stairs, grab that flag, find yourself at 2-3. And 2-3 is the bridge, cheap, cheap bridge.
1: Yeah, it's... I think this might be our first one of these as well. We might have had segments in in the past, but here it's just a ton of chunks of bridges separated by pits that you are running down while these flying fish fly at you from behind and below. Mm -hmm. Uh, But really, if you just run full speed, you can dodge almost
0: all of them extremely easily.
1: Yeah, this, especially here, isn't isn't too horribly bad.
0: Nope. Finish it up. Find yourself in 2-4, your next castle. And this castle is full of your standard um, fire chains spinning around.
1: Yeah, you got some elevators towards the middle. Mm -hmm.
0: I feel like the uh, fire breath of old Bowser starts a little earlier than last time. Like it's going further into the level.
1: I I could could see that. I,
0: I never really measured or thought about it, but... And then once again, this Bowser does have a little path above them, so as long as you're big, you can pop through the ceiling and run right across.
1: That's true, yeah. And that that doubles as kind of, if you're not big, then that hampers your jumping, which does make this uh, a little bit tougher. Mm -hmm. But you can beat him. Well, who you think is him,
0: but truly it's just a fake out as always your princess is in another castle i i I held off i did not buy um a mario one ghostbusters crossover shirt i saw online yesterday oh oh i was like you know what it wasn't it was pretty good but i think like 10 ghostbusters shirts is probably a good place to be
1: oh wow okay i need to
0: go to like 11
1: (laughs) you made it to double digits so
0: yeah i think i'm safe for a while uh, but, you know, you beat it and you move on to the next level, World 3, and this level is
1: nighttime. Yeah, this is a, I would say, a slight difficulty increase here. The enemies seem more frequent, I always felt. but Definitely, always... there's more enemies, but it also just feels more dangerous because
0: it's night. Like, I, that, yeah. that blew my mind as a kid where I was like, oh, man, this is like, this world has, you know, there's like a day and a night, and... I think another reason this level feels so dangerous is those hammer brothers right in the the thick of it.
1: That's true. In the middle, you get some, one of our very first encounters with these two bastards. That's, you know, and this is kind of a, a standard, if you will, encounter where there's two f- floors of bricks above that they can leap through. So they will jump up and change elevations while chucking hammers like there's no tomorrow. And, man, they do throw a lot of hammers pretty fast. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty tough. I or I mean, it's pretty intimidating, really, because if you keep your head about you, it's like you can usually run in. You can bonk one of them from below because... Yeah. And then just stay close as, as close as you can without touching the, the other one until it leaps up and you get it, you know, from underneath.
0: Yeah, I find if you just run in as fast as you can, that usually is
1: the way to go. Yeah, as you can you, know, you get in there before they throw their big volleys out. Or even sometimes they'll both leap up. You can just run underneath and just avoid them. And I would not blame you if you did. Oh,
0: not one bit. Now, at the end of this level is a, another big old staircase. I'm not sure if we talked about it in our um, level one or world one portion, but this is another mm-hmm. staircase where you can do your one-up trick if you're feeling it.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, you've got the two Koopa Troopas there. Uh, I have never been able to do that trick reliably. I have I, I I was going to say, a- I, I, I've done it, but...
0: N- I can get like a couple out of it, and then I
1: it's, I get shrunk. Well, there's a lot of uh, just keeping trying over and over, and then you finally get it, and it's like I'm sick of this game by then. <laughs> so, at least for personally speaking, and it's just I feel like not really necessary once you learn the game well. No, it's not. It's not that big of a benefit, especially when you know you have infinite continues.
0: Which one of my favorite websites, um, Kotaku.org, they uh, in their list of ten of ten maybe things they learned this year, they did they just learned about the. Uh, continues in Mario 1 oh wow okay right I was like wow and they are our age so bummer for them many years ago thank you for your service (laughs) now you move on to world 3-2 still nighttime and this one is great because right off the bat you can use a turtle to kill a ton of enemies in a row
1: yeah you can get a one-up if you do it right correct
0: Mm, I think so Otherwise, this uh, level nothing too crazy. There is a star power up that lets you also get another free life if you get everyone in a row.
1: Yeah, it's it's a long flat level with just a few pits that I feel like are designed to trick you into falling because they're they're really they're not tough to do unless you're going full tilt. Mm-hmm. But then when you get
0: to World Three Three, they mix it up a bit because now you're on the I guess we've decided the are trees.
1: Yeah, trees
0: cliffs whatever the uh,
1: yeah they, they are strange yeah,
0: i guess really we didn't agree they the tree cliffs uh but it's throughout <laughs> the level in between them are moving platforms falling platforms and the
1: scales yeah, you got the the good old pulley systems here that will raise and lower the other connected platform as you weigh down one, but will eventually fall off if you wait too long. So don't mm-hmm. do that.
0: You know, it's a dichotomy. You want to raise the other one up a lot of times to give you more space to jump further. But if you wait too long,
1: you can't make that jump. So risk-reward. Yeah. And in fact, the instead of a stairway here, above an empty pit is... One of these very two platform pulleys that you must use to get to the flagpole. And I think this is one of the ones you can jump over the flagpole if you nail it just right. Mm, And there you can see the repeating pattern of the levels, uh, clouds,
0: etc. Yeah, but like most of us, you'll just hit the flagpole roll into this giant castle and find yourself in world three Four, the castle. Yeah, this much castle. More. <laughs> I feel like it's easier than the last because it's mainly pits with fireballs jumping out of them.
1: Yeah, which if you're just patient, you know, it's like much of this game. It's like just identifying the threats for what they are and taking
0: your time really. And the Bowser has a much smaller little ceiling over him. So I think this whole castle is much quicker and easier to get through. Absolutely. So you move on to World 4-1, back to daytime. Looks similar to World 1-1, but now there's a big difference because right off the bat, you're greeted with a
1: brand new enemy.
0: A little fellow we like to call Lakitu.
1: Yes, and he is cruising on a cloud and dropping spinies at you. And That's one of my favorite albums
0: from the 80s, by the way. Cruising on a cloud
1: by <laughs> Lakitu. Cruising.
0: But
1: yes. On. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. And much like Lakitu, you can cruise through this level. There's really just the spinies that you have to learn to avoid at all costs. And Now, if you have a uh, fire flower,
0: you can kill the spinies with it, but you cannot jump on them, so don't.
1: No, no. You can jump on Lakitu if you're at uh, one of the few areas that is high enough yep. to to jump that high, and then you get a, a few i don't know what like 10 seconds reprieve before he or she responds
0: indeed but don't get your hopes up you are not stealing that cloud no not yet (laughs) not yet it just disappears and then you disappear into world four two which goes underground ooh back to the great underground music and there is a little bit of a tricky jump right at the beginning of this level i remember as a kid this was a bit like okay now we're getting into some tricky jumps this is the beginning of it level world four
1: Yeah, you got these. It's like a a series of three little pits with some little islands kind of in the middle you have to jump on, one of which is only one sprite thick or one tile. And it's kind of where you have to start to look at things differently.
0: You're not going to be able to just
1: run full speed, jump whenever you want. No, no. But you also, like, you can skip that last island if you want, uh, which makes it easier, you know, where you're like, I can just take a smaller number or, yeah, a smaller number of, of larger jumps, so to speak, to just covered like take the easy wrap.
0: and most of this level is your standard underground fair you have the elevators you have beetles you have piranha plants nothing too crazy nothing's this, gonna throw
1: you for a loop there is the secret vine that takes you up to the warp zone that's right this is it the second warp zone uh it is but it takes you to levels eight seven and six so if you're on the you know if you warped hit to four one to you know, cruise through the game, this would be your next stop here. Indeed. Once you leave the underground, you have your
0: standard stairwell up onto the flagpole, make your way through, and you are in World 4-3. And World 4-3 is mushrooms. That's right.
1: Mushrooms. No more trees or cliffs or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like the other level, except for the fact that there is no floor. That's right. That's right. And wh- what I like about this level, I guess... Or also the previous one is that the little warp zone, you pop up out of the dungeon and you're up in an area like this. Mm-hmm. So it feels like you were going under this type of level. You know, I don't know. It's just one of those small things that adds a little bit to the, the world building, I guess, of, of Mario. And this level
0: is really similar to the last kind of aerial level we had. The big difference being that there is no ground under any of this, and the platforms are all just a little smaller. So watch Mm -hmm. your step. Yeah. And then like every fourth world, we find ourselves inside another castle. That's right. But unlike a lot of the other worlds, this is a maze castle. Yeah, this one actually threw me for a loop because I did not remember
1: the correct path. I I did not either. It's And it it makes it seem much bigger because if you take the wrong path, it just loops. So Mm -hmm. here you'll... At the very beginning, there'll be an upper and lower path. You want to take the upper path, but then it gets trickier because the second choice, so to speak, is is a choice between three paths. So let's go all the way down to the bottom one. And if you do both of them correctly, this level is so short, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And to make uh, it even easier, there is no ceiling over Bowser, but there is one of those rotating fire ropes. So watch out.
1: Yeah, he's pulling out all the tricks.
0: But once again, our princess is in another castle. So we move on to World 5, which could be
1: a snowy themed level. The trees are white. That's all I know. Yeah, that's true. It's getting a brisker climate here. Another, you know, long, flat level. Not a ton of different like pits and jumps here but mm-hmm. that's situated by bullet bills baby
0: yes our first appearance of good old bullet bill one of my favorite and most iconic uh enemies of the mario franchise i even have a bullet bill shirt because uh, the design of that that little character is so great once you get to like mario <laughs> 3 and those okay he,
1: he has little arms right uh eventually yes it were they ever not... wings or you know what i mean he does have the little white blobs on the sprite here that i'm just thinking in retro I d- yeah they don't look like i think wings. they're always
0: arms i just think they're very basic arms in this one yeah but otherwise you know if you've got a, a fire flower this level is easy peasy absolutely you then make your way to five two which is more of the same a lot more bullet bills but now you are uh, forced to use those high jump uh spring blocks yeah and yeah.
1: proliferation of some uh hammer brothers just hanging out by themselves yeah man they're the, the the first one you fight which is just a solo hammer bro it's crazy is all, i i think is a little tougher like i don't know the ones well he's on ground level that's why yeah if he at least has a, a platform he'll get on but later i don't know whenever you see one where it's like i'm just on the ground you're like crap like this mm-hmm. is not going to be easy
0: and i think it's also the first level where there is a underwater portion of the level
1: yeah which you so... can kind of take to skip past you can skip past one of the hammer brothers although you will also skip past another coin bonus cloud area. So you mean coin heaven? Coin let's just say it there. Coin heaven. Yeah, so you kind of have two options or two side paths you can choose one of here which is fun now you
0: beat that level you move on to five three and they're really going to mix it up now because right away bullet bills are flying at you and they're not even coming from a dispenser there's no cannon they're just flying across the
1: entire level yes and so l- let me ask you this eric these guys spawn coming the opposite direction you're facing right um yes because you can No, always,
0: i feel is it you mean like if you're facing forward, they come from the back?
1: No, no. They, they, if okay. you're facing forward, they come at you the opposite way. You're okay, going. yes, yeah. Because I didn't really do it on purpose, but it's something I never thought about where I would be fuddling around. I'm not sure if it was this level or another one, but in some levels, they'll spawn from behind you, or or maybe just because of this, and then once you get one or two of them, they won't spawn. You know what I mean? So if you can have two right. of them kind of cruising behind you, you can just run through the level without having to deal with more. But it's not that tough honestly there's just a section in the middle with two platforms over a big pit that move left and right and you kind of we didn't forget this
0: is a a tree slash cliff level so yes
1: so lots of lots of pit deaths here if you're not careful
0: but the bullet bills while you know are coming always they're not really that big of a problem you always have a lot of time to deal with them so just do at the end though another big castle
1: yeah kind of similar to a previous one we've seen where but now it starts with the extra long fire chain yep
0: introduction of the extra long fire chain and uh, some larger areas of lava bigger moat there at the beginning
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they'll try to tempt you into getting that mushroom at the beginning and it's very tough to do without getting hit
0: (laughs) yes uh luckily for you though if you can hold on to bigness uh, there is a nice little path above Bowser at the end. No other weird tricks from him, it doesn't seem like. Yeah. I think maybe there is a fireball that pops out of the lava below him, but...
1: I believe so. Potaboo. Don't worry
0: about it. Run past him. Your princess is in another castle. Maybe that castle's in World 6, where it is once again nighttime.
1: And who's here to greet you? It's our, our favorite friend, Lakitu. Lakitu is back at two.
0: Yeah. Uh, The sequel, his sequel album, Night Throwing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Night Moves by Lakitu. Here, it's not as flat of a level. You've still got some, you know, various block pile jumping in, in certain areas. The real trick is they force you to be high up with Lakitu. But if you can use that to your advantage to kill him. Yeah, because there's not a great deal of other enemies here. Just some piranha plants. Yeah, so really, it's all eyes on Lakitu. And if you can make it through, get that flagpole, you're good to go. World 6-2, still nighttime. That's right. And this is Piranha Plant City here. There's pipes everywhere. And there are several of them that will take you. You can go to a little, one of your standard kind of coin rooms. There's a watery section you can go to as well as a dare i say it coin heaven at certain points so lots of tricks how many, how here. many minutes do you get in coin heaven seven
0: okay cool <laughs> now uh this coin heaven is fun because you have to ride a little cloud platform to get all the coin. that's right and that's a weird little platform that doesn't really appear very often in this game
1: no no it doesn't
0: it's <laughs> so enjoy your ride on it uh you know, if you have a fire flower, this level becomes uh probably like one fourth as difficult. And one fourth is uh long because you can just speed through it killing all those fire flowers.
1: Or piranha plants. Piranha plants with your fire flower. Yes. There we go. This is some plant on plant action here. No zombies needed. No. But then you'll make it to world six three. And what is your take on this world? What what am I looking at? I always thought it was an ice level, but there's no ice mechanics here. It just happens to look gray. All the blocks yeah. and things are, are tinted gray or black and white. Maybe this it's, is. A, I feel a, like
0: it's a winter type thing. You know, it's just yeah. a continuation of that. That otherwise, uh, you know, it, just because it's a uh, winter it doesn't mean it has to, everything's covered in ice. I feel like that. I thank them for that yeah yeah it's <laughs> but it is hard because this is a uh a version of the cliff level or you know tree level as you word mm-hmm. but the thing is, is the jumps are much trickier now you have a lot of huge gaps a lot of tricky jumps with the scales yeah everything takes a little more finesse and precision
1: and a couple of those springs that you have to uh my favorite with. i yeah. think this is
0: one of my first spring
1: deaths oh sure yeah no, so. I mean, the difficulty ratcheting up as we go level by level here. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: And that's also apparent in this, uh, I always want to call them
0: dungeons. They feel like a dungeon, but we're clearly in a eh. castle. We walk into the castle, and this castle is definitely a ramp up in difficulty, especially because you have these very long stretches where you have to very patiently time your movement in between like seven or eight fireball chains.
1: Yes, there's tons of them, and you'll get the combo where there's you know, three on the floor and then in between each of them, there's one on the ceiling so that they make these kind of where it's like Ugh, kind of back and forth. A lot of waiting if you're not careful.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a lot about patience, you know, figuring out your timing. You make it to the end and Bowser's there for you. He doesn't have a ceiling to run across. There is a poto But now Bowser has learned a new trick, the worst trick of all. Yeah. The ability to throw hammers.
1: Yes, he is chucking them out, and and it's it's not fun. This is this is definitely where I start praying I get here with a mushroom, and I can just full tilt blast through, take the hit. Grab that's the how ice. I. That's <laughs> what I do every time. I'm
0: yeah. like, all right because the, that's no joke you know having to deal with all those hammers. In fact it's kind mm-hmm. of impressive that that many can like fly out of a sprite in this old game.
1: Cause, yeah and it's frightening but you know you know when you're seeing them throwing like I don't know six or eight at a time where it's like holy cow.
0: well then we're in world seven and uh, again white trees take of that what you will. but now you have uh, a ton of bullet bills this time they're all being shot from their cannons.
1: That's right. Lots of cannons, as well as jumping paratroopers.
0: Now, the the symbol that is on the flagpole is now on the cannons, but at a higher fidelity. That's right. So where do you stand now? You see a larger version of it. Skull? Mushroom?
1: I mean, I would guess skull over mushroom, but I still feel like it's a turtle shell. Because wouldn't this be like their cannons? I don't think it looks anything like a turtle shell. I mean, it does have a lumpy part on the bottom, but...
0: I'm not going to say it's not a turtle shell. I, will, I won't go that far.
1: Well, I just, I, I don't know. It wouldn't make sense for it to be a mushroom. And it is the it, Mushroom Kingdom. If it was a skull, I mean, is like, it the what? same as the one on the flag? You think it's different? I mean, it's
0: just slightly small. I feel like it's a version of it, but larger.
1: Yeah, yeah. I Man, it's hard to say. It, it could be any of those things. I think there's a solid argument for all but and while
0: i've got it freeze-framed on that and the cannon, i'm gonna go on the record and say that it's definitely an arm with a thumb up coming off of the bullet bill not a wing
1: oh okay okay that's
0: just my personal opinion uh but this level is chock full of these bullet bills that's really the what makes this level uh hard is that you are constantly caught in between you know towers pillars
1: jumps where they're just being shot out and beetles Oh, yep yep and one thing about this le- or about a lot of these levels with the bullet bill cannons is that you know we mentioned it before and one of the things i like about this game is that the enemies will bump into each other and bounce off right but that includes bullet bills which if a jumping koopa paratroopa crosses its path it will reverse directions and sometimes it's just right to like screw you up so it's a weird thing to watch out for and it just makes this level feel like just insane at times where there's just-
0: Things hitting each other, falling. You're like, ah! It just makes it... If you're trying to move through it too quickly, absolutely. You know, it can really catch you off guard and, and just kind of freak you out. As if that wasn't enough, there's two teams of Hammer Brothers. Mm-hmm. But you can get through it all. You get to yes, that flag. Absolutely. You're in World 7-2. And World 7-2 is once again underwater. All right.
1: This was a... I had a rough time here in the last playthrough. You um, mean in the, the land of a million bloopers? It sucks. There are points where... You know, if you are small Mario, so to speak, uh, the bloopers will not or they will not go touch the very bottom of the screen. You can just walk under them and they'll never hurt you. Very slowly. Yes. Yes, very slowly. But, uh, you know, you're going to have to swim sooner or later. So and hopefully you have a fire flower before coming in here. I... You know, I'm pretty sure I did when I beat it, but there, there was a lot of replaying this level last time to the point where I think I remember in front of a friend of the show, Bill, I'm telling him that I, I hate the sea and all the things in it. So to heck mm. with them.
0: Yes. Uh, otherwise, it's just cheap cheaps. But really, the whole the whole exercise of this level is avoiding the millions of bloopers that are coming for it's, you.
1: It's just so crowded. It
0: and truly it, is. But at the end, you emerge from the murky depths. You grab that flag. You enter that tiny castle and you move on to world seven three. Which is not underwater; it is above the water on a bridge.
1: That's right, a very poorly constructed bridge with lots of gaps and different
0: levels. <laughs> uh, and just like the last one, cheap cheeps flying out constantly. But now uh, that, like you said, they added these gaps. What else is uh, greeting you on these bridges? Well,
1: now we've got some Koopa paratroopers, or oh, and just normal Koopa. They're just walking around, so there's that to deal with. And at that you know, even that little bit, I feel like there's something they're 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 cleverly placed because. Because I would frequently run into this where it's like, oh, I'm just jumping over this turtle and then a cheap, cheap hit, you know, flies into my butt, essentially. And even if it doesn't kill me, it bumps me over and I fall down a pit where it just extended my jump a little too far. Like they're they're really messing with you here.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, This is one where you think you should just run full speed, but actually taking your time is a much better. uh, Yeah, yeah. Much easier uh, way of getting through it, just being deliberate. At That's the right. end, we have another big castle. You move on to world seven four, yet another
1: castle, not a dungeon. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this one is uh, some more of the tricks. Yeah, it's a big maze which has many, many choices like seven <laughs> or six. Like, again, I did not remember the correct order and spent a lot of time just running
0: around this maze because I did not look it up. I was just too stubborn.
1: You definitely can. Um, and, and it's it's on one hand it does suck that you, you know you got to figure this out potentially however even if you don't want to look it up but there are no real enemies here <laughs> so at least you have that going for you mm-hmm. and uh, when you get to bowser himself
0: it's a nice wide open room to get around him the only downside is he is now throwing hammers at an incredibly huge height
1: yes a huge arc that he's throwing them like there's no tomorrow
0: so uh, it is difficult to get through him there's a timing that you can use to run and slide through the little gap uh but just pray you have a a mushroom because your best bet is just to get hit and run
1: yeah it's it's a tough one man but
0: you will you can and you must defeat him because next up is world eight the final world in the game
1: this is where they really crank it up difficulty wise.
0: Yes, they really do. Right off the bat, they teach you. Uh, did you know you could run across gaps in the game? Well, because yeah. you're going to need to. And, and mind any you, any gap that's one <laughs> one wide, you can
1: just run right across. And they, they kind of teach you that at the beginning of the level. There's also tons of turtles, goombas, buzzies here, uh, buzzy beetles, that is. Uh, and... I didn't know you guys were that close. Now, I didn't want Ro- to confuse buzzy. it with Ruth Buzzy, but. Uh... Mm. <laughs> Uh, and, and this is a level with where they try to trick you into hey stomp on this guy and hit him because there's a bunch of enemies after but there's also almost always a pipe for that shell to bounce back and get you short yes. distance so just avoid them here there is a, a
0: star in like the
1: middle of this this one that is very useful to have absolutely absolutely and there's a there's even a little underground coin area and a couple there's a couple there's a coin bank here and stuff that'll try to trick you but don't get it it's all just a waste of time because part of the i believe it's eight one is that you don't start with your normal 300 seconds you have like 180 so you have to move and you have to move very fast to make it through this whole level without running out of time.
0: Yeah. And on top of that, I think in the last third of the level is your one of your, I'd say one of the big three or four jumps of the game that are Mm -hmm. the real hard ones. There's this huge gap with a little double island in the middle of it. And that's the first little hint of what's to come of the some precision jumping on the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because then right after it is that one single block island, you got to hit. And it's I, I found that A technique I never used before where it's like I'm not holding B and running and jumping, but it's just like I'm kind of hitting both at the exact same time just to get a slightly larger jump. And that helped me here without causing me too much uh, pit deaths. Mm -hmm. Well, you can do
0: it. We have faith in you. You'll make it to World (laughs) 8-2 only to be greeted by, well, a wave of Lakatoos and Paratroopers just hitting you right off the bat.
1: Yes. This friend of the show, Bill said this, and I agree a hundred percent. This is the hardest level in the game. You know, even the very beginning, you've, you have Lakitu throwing these things down. They will interact with the, you know, th- there's a big stairway of blocks, just like at the end of a level, right at the very beginning. And then the falling spineys will bounce the koopa troopas in different directions that'll mess with you if very you, chaotic you have to make it past this because there's a one-up you can get a very maybe the most important one up in the game because it's close enough to the beginning to where you can get that one up so the cycle yes, this level you, is quite the cycle if you're like me it's like if you don't get that one up it's it's you're gonna have a rough time like because you're gonna die a lot because after that then they've got cannons out in the wazoo
0: And what about those cannons? It's not just cannons. It's the fact that they're always a set of cannons facing each other. So shooting across the, you know, a little area that you're in Mm -hmm. with a minimum of one or two buzzy beetles. So you're no matter where you go in the strata, you're going to be dealing with some danger and probably one that you're going to, end up unleashing on yourself
1: yeah and and a lot of plenty of bricks to smash and explore although it's not really worth it there is like one mushroom i think you can get in there but and then there's that jump towards the end where it's a yeah that that was just waiting (laughs) are we bringing up that
0: jump this is the big jump number two this sucks yeah because this jump is awful because there is a pipe a one block gap a block a one block gap and then you know so you have two blocks that you can speed run on but they don't butt up against the wall or the pipe. They are themselves floating.
1: Yes, and they're on the other side of the pipe. So you, if it's a weird amount of momentum that you either have to carry and then run and jump or do like a weird stop on one of them and try to... Uh, I find the easiest way to do it is you get
0: on those two blocks and you make your way all the way to the left, halfway off that block into the gap, and then you if you run, you have enough momentum to run jump
1: just across that gap. Yeah, because again, they they try to trick you where like the the thing that got me most of the time and killed me many times was that you get on that, you know, you're running and jumping and you're blasting through and then nope. Yeah. You, you got to jump over a, <laughs> a pit to get on the pipe. That's right in front of that. And it makes you just want to jump where you're like, I'll just cruise right over this pit, but you will fail if you do that. So yeah.
0: Once you make that jump, the rest of the level's not too bad. Uh, just more of the same crap you've been dealing with, but no insane jumps.
1: Yes. So keep your, keep your head about you.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you're on to world eight, three, and it is, Still hard. But one yeah. of the things I like about it is you now are working your way towards Bowser's castle. So there are these like ramparts, these yeah. huge walls along the way that are very foreboding, you know.
1: Yeah. You've got like fortress fortifications back there. Um Hammer Brothers. Yeah, what are there like? Uh there's a ton of them here and too many. Too many there, Hammer Brothers. I never are, liked them. and uh <laughs> I don't like the, the the intense
0: quantity they're in this level, that's for sure.
1: This this there are two power-ups here you can get a mushroom twice so you can get a fire flower and i urge you to do it because it makes these. it helps here because there there are the final two sets of hammer brothers are just on the ground with you there's no platforms above so then it's it either becomes a waiting and running under game or or not <laughs> or just taking a hit or whatever but it can not be done all in all i felt this level to be like a breather after world 8 2 uh
0: yes the, the all the way until the end and that's where they get you because there is the the, <laughs> the path up to the the flagpole is a series of platforms that aren't horribly spaced but you do not want to be taking them at speed.
1: No, no, it's, it is a stairway. It's just missing 99% of it. So you're like, okay, well, I have to halt and really just take care of these jumps because you don't want to, you don't want to lose your life now.
0: Yes. So please take care, make it (laughs) across and up. And into the final giant castle, World 8-4. Yeah. And right off the bat, they start you with kind of a jerk jump. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> there's, there's lava a lava pit.
1: Right right at the base of a, of a kind of stair. And if you run down those stairs, you are not going to do well. No, no. Yeah. So... And again, if you have a fire flower or even a mushroom here, you're, you're in good shape and you're going to want to hold on to it. But there are no power-ups in this level. So you ha- if you want, you have to bring it here. True.
0: And then there is another thing about this level that is reminiscent of the other two. It is a form of maze, but That's not right. like the last.
1: No, it's instead of taking split path choices on the... In the level, it's now it's all pipes. You there are mm-hmm. certain pipes you can go through, and many of them will just send you back.
0: Yes, and you're gonna find all out of the enemies of the game in here. There's going to be all your standard uh, Goombas, all the f- f- the fire types. There's even a Hammer Brother in here, but most distressingly, yeah. there's a full water section.
1: Yeah, at the end, I that made me very nervous. But I actually found this one to not be too bad, despite the fact it does have chain fire chains underwater i don't even know how those work
0: but they are frightening
1: not too bad
0: uh now if you make your way through this you get towards the end there is a hammer brother guarding bowser himself Mm -hmm. so you really 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 want to have a fire flower here if you can
1: yeah absolutely that will help you right here because if you're me, as soon as you get to this bridge you and you've got that, <laughs> as long as you're at least Super Mario, you just start running, man. And I'll yes. take any hammer or fire or whatever. You can hit me. I'll run through you, Bowser. I don't care. You will hit that axe, drop him into the lava, and that's it. You're greeted by the most
0: beautiful sprite ever created <laughs> of a princess. Gorgeous. Her, her face does not look weird at all. No, no. She is not shrunken and misshapen. And she says, thank you, Mario. Your quest is over. We present you a new quest. What? what a way to thank a guy
2: yeah
1: push b to select a world yeah this princess toadstool here is an interesting height because she is definitely taller than normal small mario Uh but shorter than super mario so is she like like if she took a hit would she shrink to even smaller than a normal mario or is she you know what i mean or is she just twice or, or way taller so if she got a mushroom would she be taller than you i think so wow because i think
0: isn't can she is taller
1: than mario i think in the later yeah i think so i'm gonna but, go with that it's a it's a it's a weird little height differential there that well this sprite is just weird i mean everything about yeah. it's weird looking
0: <laughs> i mean this is the worst sprite in the game oddly enough i would agree so i mean uh sadly uh much to the chagrin of uh second or third grade me uh all of her clothes are on no way to get them off <laughs> and you know that's it that's the end of the game you can start again if you'd like uh, it does give you your score it
1: tells you the top score if you if you've become it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, then, and then if you yeah if you
0: just you can start
1: over yeah well it's it's slightly different right where they've replaced enemies with like tougher beetles. oh yeah beetles
0: are now where all the goombas are so it is like a hard mode
1: but i i've
0: never delved down that that <laughs> that path now once you've made it here you are pretty much done for the day Well, this is it, the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system with four categories, each category having a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. And I gave this game a 3.5, which feels low, but I mean, while the graphics are
1: great for their time, they they go so much further. Yeah, absolutely. I I went with a 3.0, but I I know what you're saying. uh, On my notes, it says solid for the time. Yes. The big development graphically here was just scrolling through screens. I think yeah. that that's the the real one.
0: And really, the the true
1: superstar of this game, besides its play control, uh, is the music. Yes, it has what three of the most three or four of the most iconic songs ever. That might be all, but it's like that's a solid. Yeah, all, I mean they it's you know, they're perfect. The music yeah. in this game is perfect. There it's it's
0: never annoying. It fits each level exactly as it needs to be. And they're so good that these songs have endured through every version of this game that's ever existed since. Absolutely. There's just, that's the proof right there. Next up is Play Control, and I gave it a 4.0. Okay, okay, I went with a 3.0, I think it's very good. Um I mean for but, what it asks you to do, it gives you all of the tools to do so easily.
1: Absolutely. It's it's very it's like precise but limited, you know. And as
0: we mentioned, fairly or unfairly, this was the standard we held all games to from this point on in terms of play control. Like mm-hmm,
2: our mm-hmm. child
0: brains cannot understand that the game our Nintendo system came with had good controls. Why does any other game not have good controls? Yeah, what is wrong with them? Why didn't they just use the Mario controls? That's how it works, right? yeah because that's what i thought that's how it should work it should have but you know this this set the precedent of the long breast jump the run the running speed that little slipperiness it all just feels great and it all started here yeah uh, now we have challenge factor uh, i went with a 4.0 here hey so did I. I say this this game does get hard toward the end it would be you really you just you really have to learn it um, but it can be made yeah. easier with warps. You know that definitely helps.
1: Yeah, if you're, especially if you're coming back, I think the infinite continue code takes a lot of the the hate out of it. But World Seven and Eight really feel like the beginning of like I don't know the lost levels or something because they're tough and they're tough in a very specific kind of like we've trained you to react this way to certain things and now we're going to use that against you. Like they're they're really coming at you, tricksy. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, next up we have theme and fun i went with another 4.0 you know i did too i said this game still has it i mean it it doesn't have all the bells and whistles of the, the you know the ones down the line you don't have any suits you don't have any power ups beyond the fire flower but the core mechanics here are just fun
1: yeah it, it's you know this game is all about running and jumping and momentum and that's comes through here and 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 that that's still fun after all this time i think the the theme you know it's kind of a weird you know who knows there are all these kinds of bonkers out there stories in the 80s video game world so it was it was no stranger than any other one even if it didn't like hit home where i was like finally someone will teach that turtle tribe what's what
0: yeah and there is enough of it where you do feel like you're going through a world you're going underground you're going through its waters you're going into the caves you know it does feel like a connective
1: and cohesive place they do they do they do take several you know admittedly small but important steps kind of just little things that add up to where you're like oh okay this is i was under this part of the level and now i'm above it or i don't know stuff that i like that later marios would do a lot more of but you know the seeds were planted here
0: so nick i ask you as i always do at the end of these episodes should you play
1: this game in fact i'm gonna i'm gonna
0: take that back i'm Uh, gonna ask you how have you not played this game
1: yeah, no. Nah, at this point, it's it's out there. It's hard to avoid if you you know, in many affordable options, it's included in Switch Online.
0: At this point, it is just given to you in so many ways. It's available to purchase in so many ways. And if somehow you have not played this, like Nick said, yes, you should play it. It is the Ur Mario. Yes, there is Mario Brothers, but this is where everything you love about Mario begins. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a new beast after starting here. And it really paved the way for, I mean, the Nintendo entertainment system in America, for platformers in
1: general, and what we expected from all games going forward. Yeah. So, you know, check it out. You can see where it all began. It still has some charms, even though, I don't know, I, I could see it being a little too bare bones for a lot of younger players, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being dismissive of this game or the, those very same players. I don't know, but I think it's worth a shot just to see, you know, and it's, it's got that old school charm of like, it's it's not being nice to you, you know? So it's like, you, it does make it feel somewhat earned when you beat it or, or even just get far.
0: Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. So definitely, if you somehow have not, or just haven't in a long time, check this game out again. Next week's game will be the most famous game in the world, Devil World, (laughs) made by all your favorites. So find a way to play that game, hint, hint. It is now also free on the Nintendo Online on the Switch. Yeah. So grab
1: your controllers and play along, friends. That's right. And if you want to get a hold of us for any reason, if you want to. I know the reason. To thank us for finally doing
0: Devil World. No, it's to. What do you think that's on that flag or slash? on the the bullet bill launchers that's true are they the same symbol what's going on here is it a
1: mushroom is it a skull is it a turtle shell let us know let's get to the bottom of this baby and you can do that in several ways one of which is emailing us at cartridgecommand@gmail.com, at gmail.com or you can get a hold of us on x at cart command
0: <laughs> um you know what i'm thinking we're about five years late maybe we should start an instagram that's where people are these days It's all the cool kids uh, man i guess i uh, they're not on x that's for certain (laughs) or you know since you're probably our age you also probably have a facebook account and you can get a hold of us there at cartridge command on facebook sure any way you can email carrier pigeon instant message (laughs) reach out to us we love hearing from you all Especially if you're going to try to settle the score. Let us know what this uh, weird symbol is. But otherwise, we must go out of our way to thank the kind, awesome, and amazing folks that give to us every month at patreon.com slash cartridge command. As you may have noticed, it's been a rough month or two for us. We're a couple of working class guys who are working hard. Some of us uh, had to be at work at
1: 3.30 in the morning. It wasn't me. Spoiler alert. It's preposterous. I don't know. And, And, you know, it's... It's good when we're like, hey, I'm getting extra hours and more money for the holidays. But it it truly is an almost comic, like our available windows to do this have shrunken to almost perfectly opposite times at points. So it's like, Ugh. all right, because I am no longer just a substitute teacher. I am now the long term sub
0: who is teaching engineering. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I've got a full plate as well. I mean, you know, it's it's hard to say that these are problems because they are great problems to have.
1: Yeah. But yeah. they do
0: they do impact our recording and and now going into the new year, I think we're in
1: a better place to get these out uh on a at a decent time. Yes, absolutely. I know they have loosened up the chokehold on me. So and you know, I do should shout out that I also got to have COVID again last week. So you know we're so lucky. We're we're fighting the fight.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Uh, but when we can and we always try to make as much time as we can, we try to record these for you folks. And the fact that there are those out there that are giving us money to do so keeps us turned toward the grindstone with our noses. You know, it gives us that extra bit of incentive to make sure, hey, might have been a long day. You still might have a bunch of papers to grade. But you know what? There's also a bunch of people out there that love hearing you. So get on the recording, Mike, and get another episode out.
1: That's right. That's right. We thank you patrons one and
0: all. And we thank those that aren't patrons. You know, if you haven't uh, given, consider doing so. Even a dollar helps us out. It pays for our hosting fees, our uh, Zencaster fees, all these little things you don't think about, any equipment we need. But we just love the fact that there are people out there that listen to us. This started as a, a passion of project for us just to hang out, to get, to get to yeah. more time playing games. But the fact that there are those out there that listen to us every week, that give us the money to do this, it really, you know, makes it worthwhile in a lot of different ways. So thank you also very, very much. That's right. And, as always, cartridge commandos, Game
2: on!
1: Game on! Game, game on. Game on. Game on. I remember wherever, wherever you are. Oh, right. Sorry. Wow, man. I'm on the ball today. Okay. So <laughs> I was like, when's Eric going to bring us in? Duh. Okay. Uh, hold, hold on one sec. Uh-oh. Was that the spray bottle? That's right. I mean, on one hand, I'm like, at least you're not on the keyboard, but I'm like, you can't keep rubbing your face on the microphone arm. <laughs> All right.